the Flex and Froome's daily podcast. Brought to you by Cater. Hello, mon cheries. I like, oh, Europe. So mm. Europe of you. She's intercontinental. Oh. She's a multilinguist. As you can hear, the voice is nasally. I contracted a serious flu on the way back from Europe. Mm. Coughing, spluttering, blowing my nose on the plane. Yuck. The poor man next to me. No. I'd be filing a complaint. The whole time I'm waiting, when is he going to ask the, um, what's it called? Stewardess. Flight attendant mm. to, uh, stewardess, what's that? Stewardess, steward. It's giving 1970s flex. Is it not the same thing, flight attendant? Is it derogatory? Stewardess. stewardess. It's like saying actress. Don't we say actress? You say steward. Do you remember when Marge... How, <laughs> how often are you using this term? Stewardess. Steward. Okay, so the steward. <laughs> the steward. The, the flight, flight attendant. attendant. The staff on the plane. The onboard professional. <laughs> <Yeah>. The airborne <laughs> professional. Anyway, I was waiting for him to hit up a um, flight attendant and say, can you get me away from this bench? Yeah, immediately. He would get up and go talk to his friend for a long time. Yeah. Anyway, that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about whether or not... Are you wearing a mask? Oh, yeah. I had a mask. I was blowing my nose, coughing. I was just a fucking mess. Mm. It was honestly disgusting. You know when you're disgusted in yourself? Mm-mm. But I could <laughs> <laughs> No. I'm still no. waiting for you to do something gross. You know, we live in a banshee studio. Our producer book, farting, burping, yeah, feral making feral noises. Flex, I haven't heard you do anything. Once we did go to the toilet together. Yeah. I've heard you pee. Yeah. It's kind of delicate. Gross. I'm a delicate peer. Look, I like to provide a safe space <laughs> for people to be themselves, you know, with some supervision. But not too much. Not too much. Anyway, not what, too are we, much what are we talking about today? Don't ask okay. questions. Whatever. We're just going to get straight into it. It's about whether or not you're attractive and whether or not someone else is attractive. Don't alas, think too hard. Alas, alas. Don't think too hard. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. Flex, Flex and Frooms. I was playing my Nintendo Switch. For those of you who might not know, I am a capital G gamer girl. You know, I don't have a PC yet because I don't need more tech, but got a PS5, got a Nintendo Switch, you know, you name it, I have it. It's playing a game that I do not remember what it was called, but a lot of dialogue. I screenshotted it because there was this one statement that I had never really heard before, but I thought perhaps if I put it on the internet, you can tell me if it's true or untrue. Are you ready? Yeah. There are only two real social classes. People with Kitchen Islands and people without. <laughs> yes or no? Do you agree? Of course. See, because for me, I had to think about it for a second. I was like, surely it's, it must be more nuanced than that. Number one, this is a kid's game. I'm sure it's like six plus. So I don't know <laughs> what is going on in here. But I was like, you know what? I think you might be right. Because I don't mean to brag. Okay. I've been having a good year. Yeah. <laughs> when you play. So what do I have? A Kitchen Island. Do you have a big, fat island? How many meters long? Maybe like two and a half. Wow, and it's marble, hey? It's marble. Thick marble? It's thick marble. It's not, um, what's that, teratone? It's not granite. Okay, it's not granite. Not granite. Not granite. The zeros are zeroing. And I said, you know what? Maybe I have elevated in life. Can you chop on it or you need to use a chopping board? I definitely would always use a chopping board. I would never raw dog and chop on a counter. Oh, I'm about that life. It's very Caucasian of you. I know you would. <laughs> I know you would. Chopping chicken on a wooden board? Yeah. So I don't have an island bench. Uh-oh. I'm currently also in between houses, but the house that I'm staying in, no island bench. Don't want to get you down. Space is at a premium in the eastern suburbs. <laughs> yeah. And unfortunately, the stacks aren't stacking. So what is your living situation? Um, 
living at a friend's house. Oh, you know. Okay. We're living out of suitcases. Ah! It's a humbling experience. But no, I definitely agree with the island bench. Mm-hmm. I'll never forget when my family got the first island bench. Oh. Um, and finally, I felt what it's like to, you know, not suffer. Is this also the same Reminder who had a DJ come to her school every Friday? What did you call that? <laughs> and, and what was that? A cafe you had at your high school? Mockers. Nice. Mockers on tap. Nice. Um, I like that theory. It's quite nice. I'm just very surprised that, you know, I know a lot of people think that games and gaming is rotting the brains of future generations, but in this kids game, we're talking about social classes um, and and showing children that there are ways to the world that should be understood in languages that they get. I love that. Children understand money. I swear, when I was in year three... Uh-oh. <laughs> Oh, this will be really quick. Screw Wolf of Wall Street from the womb. <laughs> when I was in year three. No. When I, when I was in year three, my uncle passed away and he had okay. money, RFP, that he obviously, he didn't have kids. So the money went to my parents. You say obviously, like we all know this story. I don't know this story. <laughs> Sorry. My uncle passes away. Yeah. He's got money. Mm-hmm doesn't have kids and the money goes to my dad and his two brothers amazing so we get a little a little um windfall how did you get a, oh you're a child of the parent child yeah okay. so then my parents come into a little bit of money i'm running around the school saying my parents are rich ah! my parents are rich i'm rich <laughs> literally running around and i still you know you have things how did that you, you did. know that extra money had come in I don't know. My parents talk, my dad would talk quite openly about money, but I just knew, you know, mm. kids know more than you think they know. Rich kids know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> See, poor kids don't know that That's they're poor. Rich kids know that they're rich. That is another thing we should talk about, but. <laughs> get it down, Brookie, get it down. <laughs> get it down, Brookie. Flex and Frooms. You're on Kadar and we are Flex and Frooms. As a civil servant, it is my. Okay, hun. <laughs> Everyone who works in the government is exhaling. Not again. I honestly think it's my duty to let people know when I've discovered something worth hearing about. I don't know. For some people, they can mind their business. They can read something cool and not tell a soul. As for me, it goes in the notes. Before Cater... It was the next person I would have a random conversation with. The cafe person, the Uber driver. I was harassing them. Now I have you. I just bank them up. <laughs> Saw this amazing TikTok. Uh, how to know if you really like a person. I thought it was going to be nonsense. Some like being your feminine energy. No, it's actually incredible. Listen to this. This is how I determine if I'm really attracted to a guy. I'll be like in my head imagining us fighting or something like an argument. And I'm like, would I say something about their appearance? Like, would I be like shut up with your ugly ass or like Sue's so ugly anyway like would I text my friends and be like his short ass or like he was short anyway that's how I know I should not be talking to you because I'm convincing myself you're attractive you know what I mean like it's not real like my roommate always laughs when I say that but I'm like legit wow (laughs) oh I have never related to anything less (laughs) for me before we dissect that video Mm-hmm. Because to be honest, it's just a jumping off point for a greater conversation that must happen sooner than later. How do you know when you're really attracted to someone? Oh, my God. I was actually having this conversation with somebody yesterday um, about their attraction. To? To someone and Great. being unsure about it. Do I, you know. Yeah, we've got to think about do it. Do I actually have a crush on this person or 
Does this part of them really annoy me? This is the curse of having a brain. <laughs> Why are we always going to think about stuff? Oh, do I really like them? We need to go back to ant farms. There's one queen, vie for the queen, and mm-hmm. if you don't get it, you're still an ant. Um, okay, I definitely relate to this video. I'm Wait, so how lie. did you coach them through it? Oh, I didn't really. Oh, you were it's just not, listening? Yeah, I was just listening. Oh. Um, I've definitely done the thing where... I used to be obsessed with certain body features on other people. Mm-hmm. So if they had a certain thing, I'd struggle to get over it. Mm. And it was always related to something that I was insecure about. Oh, you talked about a nose thing. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So then I would – but I would never – I don't think I'd ever um, say, oh, he's X, Y, Z to a friend. What do you mean? What's X, what's X, Y, Z? Like she says, oh, but he's short anyway. Oh, you see, I wouldn't do that. Mm. If I'm going to chuck a low blow, it's got to be something about like – it's got to hit the core. Yeah, something about their core personality, not yeah. necessarily something that they can't fix. Yeah, definitely. What do That's you think? That's tricky. I, when, I thought, when I first saw this video, I reminded myself how I distinguish between people that I can acknowledge are attractive versus people I'm attracted to. Mm. I feel like most people, I'm like, yeah, they're attractive. I can see them. But am I attracted to you? I don't know. Wow, okay. And... The, the I don't know, like what is going to make me more certain is just context. Like I just need to see you or experience you in a different context and I'm probably sold. Right. Okay. So you really go with your gut on who you find attractive. But honestly, I've seen some of your history and yeah. you tend to like contra- um, conventionally attractive people. I've got taste. <laughs> <laughs> who doesn't like, I'm not one of those people who are like, I like medium, ugly, <laughs> so on, so forth. No. I like a handsome, beautiful person, but I feel like it's handsome, beautiful to me. You know what I'm saying? Like the way I'm riding hard for Robert Pattinson, that's a quirky looking dude. Um, He's like the hottest person on the earth. Yeah, but that's because he's an actor. If you saw that man on the street going through the Coles, <laughs> the Coles aisle five in the muesli bar. You're not, you're not like look, double, double checking. You're nah, like, oh, that's just someone's boyfriend. There was a guy at my school a few years older mm. and he was literally a spit. In fact, I'll get a photo up after Bring this recording. And he was hot. Kind of weird. Yeah, but I think we like them quirky. Yeah, that must be it. Anyway, so how you tell if you're really attracted to someone, you just never know. It's a vibe. Catch it and let it go. I did read something. It's about deciding with your gut and going with it. Like yes, this kind of conviction. relates to, um, I was reading this thing yesterday from The Cut and it was like, what to do if you can't decide if um, you should be with someone. Mm-hmm. And it said, you just, you're never going to know. So you just have to go. Duh. Just do it. Just pick. And so like naturally I'm going to pick a six foot five king. <laughs> <laughs> with um, what colour hair? Um, let's not get into that TBC, right now. TBC, TBC, TBC. Um, Actually, I did say on air, I'm bringing back Short King Spring. So my five nine kings, I'm making room for you. <laughs> and I'll do it on my own if I need to. I don't need anyone to support me on that one. I'm with you. I see myself with the Short King. Nice. I don't see height. <laughs> okay, and done. Thank yeah. you. So the point is, in summary, all respect to Short Kings. Yep. Like what you like. Be really sure about it. There's nothing worse than someone who's who says they're begrudgingly attracted to other people, like straight people who are like heterophobes. So scary. Oh, yeah. Oh, so scary. That's a very modern phenomenon. Literally, it's so lame. <laughs> anyway, let's be done. <laughs> okay, that reminds me one more thing. On when I had Hinge, the profile was um, I'm weirdly attracted to men. Oh, that's what you put. Yeah, <sighs> that seemed to be. 
pop up on the it's socials. It's been done, but... <laughs> Has it though? It's... Back. If you were still on apps, you would know. Oh, yeah. I'm a bit off. Anyway, manifesting, manifesting. Join us. <laughs> this is Flex and Frooms on Cater. I want to talk about therapy and therapists. The other day we were talking about how do you break up with your therapist. Mm-hmm. I talked about how I had a psychologist. Um, I cancelled within 24 hours and she tried to charge me and I was quite Real. pissed off about that uh, without realising that she's a sole contractor, a business person, <laughs> and I am... Support small business. <laughs> eating into her bottom line. Um, but we also talked about what happens if a therapist breaks up with you. Yeah. And it made me recall a story that one of my good friends told me about his cousin. He's gone to the cousin and the cousin has sent me this voice note. It's, a, it's a minute and 21 seconds. Okay, Let's well. get into it. I was seeing my therapist probably for about eight months. Um, I thought we were getting some like good work in. Um, it'd been, I don't know, like 12 sessions potentially. Um, and I went into one session one day and he was just like, what's on your mind? And I was just like, scared to say, I don't know, or like, you know, I think I always just wanted to, like, you know, say the right things. I was, like, cautious of that. And then he turns around to me and he was just like, look, Damon, this is our 12th session and you've got no goals. Should we even keep going? Um, and I was like, um, like, am I supposed to have goals? I th- like, he essentially just, like, broke up with me and... I was just like, yeah, okay, we can stop seeing each other and like, whatever, like, that's fine. Um, And he was just like, you can come back to me when you've got goals. And I was like, okay, see ya. Um, And that's how my therapist broke up with me. He said, come back when you want to be a better person with some direction, please. You're wasting my time. That is hectic. But this is also my, my issue, not my issue, but something I've noticed with people who go to therapy and experience therapy, it can be so directionless. You're like, Mm. what are we doing here? Because I don't actually know why I'm here. I just heard that if you want to be self-actualized and a better person, you should probably go. But now I'm here. You keep asking me what what I want. I didn't choose to be here. You all said this was a good idea. Totally. Now you're getting punished because it's been six months. You don't have goals. Well, should we, let's, let's make some goals. What, um, the goals thing, I'm sure a lot of people go to therapy because they don't have goals full stop. So why isn't this therapist thinking, mm, I'm seeing a pattern? Yeah, really. Um, yeah, it's it's so interesting. It must be interesting as a clinician to know how much you should push something versus let the person just talk. Mm. It sounds like it just wasn't a good fit. Yeah. But and I would hate that feeling of someone who is specialised to help giving up on me. <laughs> and like preemptively being like, I don't really think we'll get anywhere. We haven't even tried. And you're like, yeah, I don't want to do it anymore. Sorry. <laughs> I mean, 12 sessions is a fair crack. That's yeah, three months. 12 sessions. Like I went to therapy and I was obviously trying to be the th- the best student there. So I was like, I'll tell you anything. Come into my head. But I've spoken to other people who are like, oh, I don't tell my therapist the truth. I don't know them. Like I want to get to know them first where I tell them my trauma. And I understand that. It's a, it's a weird thing to go to a space with a stranger and tell them everything and not carry any fear, guilt or shame about that process. So it doesn't surprise me that it'll take someone, you know, four, five, six, 12 sessions to be like, okay, maybe now I can start telling you the truth. He even said, I was too scared to say, like, I don't know what 
I want to say. I don't know what I'm thinking. Mm. Like that is a fundamental issue. If he doesn't feel safe to even express that, the work has not even begun. So maybe it's on the therapist. It is. <laughs> Imagine going to a session. Oh, you need therapy for the therapy. Mm-hmm. Don't therapists have to get therapy? They yes. do. Yes. Yeah. For good bloody reason. <laughs> this is Flex and Frooms on Cater. I, single mum of two, hired a babysitter after I started working a new job. I used to work from home for two years. Mm-hmm. My kids are eight and six. The babysitter is 17. She brings her laptop with her to study, which is perfectly okay with me as long as she keeps an eye on the kids. Of course. Yesterday, I came home and the babysitter showed me her laptop that got broken by my youngest. I was shocked and I asked how this happened. And she said that she left the laptop in the living room and went to make the kids lunch. But my youngest grabbed it and ran with it till he dropped it and broke the screen. I said that was horrible and apologized to her, but stated it was her fault for leaving the laptop within the reach of the children. She said she thought my kids were old enough to know not to touch other stuff. I explained how they might have thought it belonged to us since it was in our house. She asked if I could pay for it to get fixed and I refused and insisted it was her problem, not mine. She ranted about having exams soon and not having enough money to get it fixed. We argued and I had to tell her to go home after she persisted. Later on, I got a call from her dad basically blaming the whole thing on me and demanding I pay to get the laptop fixed, but I still refused. But now she's refusing to come again unless I pay for the laptop repair, even though I paid her in advance to watch the kids. Oh. We're at a stalemate. We really are. I do love a stalemate. Shout out to Chess. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Shout out really. to Queen's Gambit. <laughs> mm. Anyway. I love real world problems. This is a real world problem. Usually we're like, you know, my boyfriend is a terrible person, but I love him. What would you, what should I do? <laughs> yeah. This has ramifications. Yes. Who should pay flex? I, okay. I'm in two minds. I'm the kind of person I want things resolved as easily as possible. And that often means shouldering the responsibility of what is not your responsibility. So in this instance, if I was the mother or if I had tasked someone with the responsibility of looking after my thing and while they were doing that, their thing got broken, I would feel some kind of responsibility and I would shoulder that. It's okay, I've got you, I'll pay for it, it's all good. However, generally in this instance, the babysitters bought her laptop to you know, around six-year-olds and eight-year-olds. Now, children are children to me. I mean, 25-year-olds are children to me. Something was bound to go wrong. If you've left your laptop somewhere and the kid has broken it, take the L. Take Mm. the L. You're going to make the mum pay? And then threatening to not come and look after the kids when you've already been paid to do so? Take the L, babe. Look, I'm firmly disagreeing with that. Okay. If you're six and you're eight... You understand not to break things. Yeah, but like, when's the last time you've broken a phone screen? I'm sure you were like 27. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. We're rolling with a bit of a crack at the yeah. moment. Yeah. I'm not surprised. Yeah, but I'm not going to get, so, you know, if you were playing with my phone. Oh, yeah. See? Mm. You just kind of, when things break, you're kind of like, oh, it happens. It's not unusual for technology to break. Yes, it was premature, not in the hands of yourself. But in this instance, I feel like kids did it. If the mum broke your laptop, I'd say the mum's got to pay. Mm, mm, you true. know, mum's got to pay. But a six-year-old, let it go. Oh, it's really sad. I understand she doesn't have exams coming up, though. That's a big one. But if that's, if that's the case, then stress your parents out. Make them pay. 
True, true. <laughs> Get the parents on it. There you go. This sucks. I feel for them. But I love the drama. You're listening to Flex and Frooms on Kada. I was on holiday with a capital H. I went to Europe. Now, if you've listened to this show for the past six months, you, have. you know that the Europe trip has been a long time coming. It's been brewing. Cooking. Little homebrew, mm-hmm. bit of moonshine. Uh-oh. And look, I'm back and I'm just going to say it straight away. Don't say it. Europe. Uh-oh. Is overrated. E- Listenership drops off by 84%. <laughs> the TikTok community. Friends get cancelled. Your time has been coming. And this is really what tips you over the edge. Look, I know, you know, I'm really sticking my neck out for this because I'm going to come across like an uncultured swine. Yeah. But it's not your first time. <laughs> Living up to the name. Europe is overrated. It's... I don't know how to describe it exactly. Uh-oh. I guess I was expecting like a life-changing eat, pray, love moment. Mm-hmm. I was already preparing like, oh, my God, I'm going to love London so much so I'm going to want to move over. What are we going to do about the show? How am I going to rebuild my international <laughs> you career? You already had your draft email scheduled. <laughs> <laughs> but alas. So you feel underwhelmed with the experience? I feel whelmed. Wow. It's not necessarily Underwhelmed. It's just that I guess I think every place on earth is the same. Oh, like I, no I, new experiences. You've seen it all before. Yeah, kind of. I must admit, London was the standout. London was where I first got there. I found my way from Heathrow to my um, accommodation with no Wi-Fi. Whoa, and no phone. You were really outside. So what I did has this. Did you ask for directions? So get off at Heathrow. Get the express train to some other station. A really cool looking woman walks past me. I'm like, I'm going to nab her attention. <laughs> I go, oh, hey, excuse me. She goes, Froom, shut up. <laughs> shut up. It was amazing. I was like. Intercontinental Bay. <laughs> yeah. And I'd been in transit for 24 hours. Like, I'm cooked. I'm wearing little um, cotton stretchy pants. Like, it wasn't giving. Oh, you giving. went for the comfort angle. Okay. 100%. <laughs> <laughs> A humble look. <laughs> and then we got talking on the train, became besties. And I found my way to my accommodation. Do you want to do a name drop? A little name check? Jazz. Why did you say with a question mark at the end? <laughs> Are you so not bad? sure? No, yeah, Are no, you I not never sure? know. I'm pretty sure, yeah, it's definitely jazz. We were going to hang out, but I just like lost all my energy. Oh. Um, but Again, Europe's one of those things. I only got back very recently. People are going to hate that you're saying Europe broadly and not the individual countries that you did not like. Okay, Europe and London. Okay. <laughs> yeah, okay. No further comment. You've been listening to the Flex and Frooms Daily Podcast. For more, tune into Cater on DAB or stream it on iHeartRadio.